can't predict everything. Why don't you go look at the app on your phone if you want something like that? This is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from Los Angeles, California. The Rams are 4-2 after losing to the 49ers 24-16 in their first divisional game of the season. Joining the podcast today is a friend of mine, former ESPN co-worker and anchor for SportsCenter. You can find him all over CBS Sports. He's the host of CBS Sports HQ. He's actually a jack of all trades. He does play-by-play for college football and basketball. Most importantly, he is the owner of a lovely black lab named Nori. He <laughs> once pooped on the rug. He is at Hassel underscore Chris on Twitter. He is Chris Hassel right here. I'm sure you would never forget about that. She also had a broken leg at the time. She was three months old. You saved, you saved our lives because uh, we were relocating. We had a puppy. She broke her leg. I was gone. My wife had nowhere to go because we sold our house. She lived in your apartment for like a month. She did. And the first thing she did was to make sure she knew she owned something. Yes. There's very weird moments like you can't stop a dog mid poop. You got like you just have to watch it happen. By the way, that's the only time she's three years old now. That's the only time she's ever done that. So you should feel uh, blessed. I almost kept that carpet. Like I almost was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> anymore. Um, we can talk about football now. Um, I'm not gonna lie, right? I thought the Rams were gonna win that game in San Francisco, but they did not. And I realized that we should not sleep on the 49ers. But the question that comes up for me, are the Niners still good despite all of their injuries? And the division is just really tough, or did the Rams just not play up to par. Yeah, it's, it's the toughest division in football, as, as you guys know. And, yeah, I think a lot of people thought the Rams would win because of the way Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers looked the week prior. But this still the team that nearly won the Super Bowl a season ago. And the Rams, I don't know. I, I, I've been talking with uh, some of my CBS uh, NFL brethren uh, ahead of the, the podcast, and I asked them for their – take on the Rams this season and even though they're four and two uh, they said they believe the Rams are the number four team in the division Uh, they still think the 49ers are better obviously Seattle is five and oh with the MVP front runner Russell Wilson and the the cards have been uh, really impressive and you know when you look at who the Rams have beaten it's all NFC East teams and they really haven't proven it yet they've been too inconsistent and uh i mean i i still think that that there's you know absolutely a possibility for this team to be a contender but right now they're looking like the the fourth best team in the division it's insane i mean we've had some ups and downs they've looked strong go ahead matt i, th- I just think it's there is something to be said though that even when you play uh, a game that's clearly not indicative of what you're looking for with your team um to still, I mean, you're one play away, one bad penalty away from winning that game in Buffalo after coming back 25 points, and you're still, even despite a missed extra point and a dropped pass from one of your most sure-handed guys in the end zone, you're still within one possession of tying that game up, too. I think there's something to be said still. Yeah, the two losses are, are you know, tough losses because they were games that you probably feel like uh, you could have won, even with the huge comeback 
at Buffalo. But those are those are the two teams on the schedule that uh, you know is a good uh, a good barometer, a good measuring stick for this Rams team. And they they weren't able to get wins in either one of those. I mean, we're going to find out a lot, I think, um, moving forward, because you know you got. A Bears team. I still. I'm a Bears fan. I, I don't. I don't. I still don't believe in the Bears, even though they're five and one. That's who you have coming up next. Uh, and then Miami and Tua's first start. And, and then I, I was looking at the schedule the rest of the way. I think there's only two teams on the Rams schedule that that are below 500. One of them's the Patriots. The other yeah. one's the Jets. So um, I, we're definitely going to find out very soon who the Rams are because I, I don't think a lot of us know yet. You don't believe in the Bears? Like, suck it no. to be straight. You're like, no, this is that. That's. No. But to be fair, I, to be fair to the Bears, I didn't believe that they had any chance of beating the Bucks. Um, I, I didn't think they'd beat Carolina this week, with them coming in hot. But they, they continue to find ways to win. I, I still don't feel like they're a contender in the NFC. I would put the Rams ahead of the Bears. I think the Rams should go into Chicago and win. I mean, if they're a legitimate contender. They should go, and uh, they aren't going to Chicago. They're at, at home this year, but they should be able, yeah, they should be able to, to win in that beautiful new building. Um, and you know, I, but look, the Bears have been proving me wrong all season long. Rams haven't proven anything yet, but they they win this game and they're off to a a good start. You just have to respond off that loss like they did with the with the Bills a, a few weeks ago. You want to have some uh, like. Don't have any faith in the Rams either. Maybe this will like flip things around for us. I yeah. Like it. I appreciate it. <laughs> Just yeah. Yeah. Maybe some good juju working. Yeah. You know, I, the, I don't believe in the Bears. You don't believe in the Rams. Maybe they both end up playing in the NFC Championship game. Right. We're all like preparing ourselves. Um, I do want to make a note. Josh Reynolds, not a guy that like sparks on paper by any means, but he made an insane 40 yard receiving touchdown. Uh, against the Niners. That was his first touchdown of the season, his longest receiving touchdown of his career. This guy, again, like, he's not a Robert Woods. He's not a Cooper Cup. But Reynolds has always just shown up. He's does what he needs to do. And I think it tells something more of perhaps the depth of this wideout group and the overall offense. Um, obviously, the run game has sparked more this season, more than – years past, but um, I don't know. What do you think about the Rams overall this season on offense? Because it's obviously changed a bit. They've got all the weapons. I mean, they've got, they've got everything they need. I mean, I think it, it all is going to come down to whether or not Jared Goff can be as consistent as, as many think he should be at this point, because you're right. I mean, he's got, he's got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. He's got, you know, obviously Reynolds shows up week in and week out got two good tight ends Higby has emerged but even he's been a little inconsistent you've got the three running backs and and hopefully Cam Akers can can get healthy and, and, and stay healthy I, I don't see any reason why this offense can't be one of the best in the league like they were a couple of years ago but I, I, I think three of the six games half the game so far they've failed to score more than 20 points yeah so it's like some weeks they're there some weeks you know they're not and the defense isn't good enough to win games when you're only scoring 20 points you've got two of the best players in the league but outside of that you know the defense just um they haven't been consistent enough either but on offense offense you're feeling good if Jared Goff can can be the quarterback who he's shown he can be at times he just needs to show it on a more consistent basis for sure 
And and you actually mentioned uh, Cam Akers. The Rams have three great running backs who've kind of proven themselves, little sparks here and there this season. Um, but you cover a lot of college football, so I was actually curious, were there any draft picks that the Rams have picked up um, that you were excited about, whether it be Cam Akers or Van Jefferson um, out of Florida or some other guys that you're like, oh my God, like our Utah kid, someone that you're like, I'm so excited the Rams have him and we should look forward to him down the line. Yeah, I th it was Akers for me. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of our guys at CBS were really excited about him. Some of them picked Cam to be the rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, you know, you could say he's not getting the ball enough or he hasn't stayed healthy enough. That hasn't quite happened yet. But, I mean, we're, we're only six games into this thing here. I think, uh, I think he has a ton of potential. And then Jefferson, just another, just another wide receiver um, that uh, can help this team you know, be one of the most prolific offensive teams in the league. But I think, yeah, they need a more consistent – they get a consistent rushing attack. It's going to take so much pressure off Jared Goff, and it's going to open up so much more for all the weapons that he has. But I, yeah. for me, it's Cam Akers. I want to see more of Cam Akers. When he's healthy, I want to see him get more, more snaps. I, I'm guessing a lot of Rams fans want to see that too. Oh, trust me. They tell me on Twitter very, very frequently. Yeah, I, bet. I see that. I'm like – yeah, I'm aware. Let me just go tell Sean in my free time. Like, no problem. Yeah, right. Um, right. Uh, there have been a couple tweaks to the roster. Um, the Rams signed uh, Kai Forbath, uh, kicker who's been with Washington, Saints, Vikings, Jags, Cowboys, Patriots. Uh, he's had his longest career, 57 yards. He's 11 for 11 in his last season. He's actually from Santa Monica, went to UCLA. So we got a new kicker in town. <laughs> Um, rookie Samuel Sloman has, an, has been a little, to your point, consistency, I think, is the key word for the Rams. So that was just the yeah. nugget that came through today. And then um, Ashawn Robinson is actually expected to start practicing with the Rams this week. He could get his first start in a few weeks. Definitely could help the defense out a little bit. I was very excited because I followed him on his Instagram, which is private, so he allowed me to be his friend. He was singing Motown in his car today. So I think that's a great sign that maybe we get <laughs> – a little more juice on this defense with the help of Ashawn and his Motown. I, I am a little bit worried about the kicker, though, because you, you signed him off the Bears practice squad. And if you're not good enough to be the Bears starting kicker, I don't know how good you are. Uh, <laughs> you are but Ty Forbath has done it before. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, they, they, they can't find a quarterback. They can't find kickers. You know, it's one thing after another with them. But um, you've got to have – if you're going to be a winning team, you've got to have a kicker that can put the ball through the uprights every time on an extra point, every time inside 40 yards. And I know he had uh, Sloman had some issues placing kickoffs as well. So, I, but I heard they're going to keep him on the active roster. So I think they're going to have two active kickers uh, going into the week. So I'm not sure the kicking battle is done just yet, but that is not something a head coach wants to be worried about at this point in the season, figuring out who can, who can make a extra point, who can, kick off where we want them to that's that's got to be so frustrating right now for that coaching staff yeah i mean remember when they first moved the uh the extra point back and mm -hmm. a couple of teams experiment especially like i know the steelers were really heavy in experimenting with the two-point conversions as opposed to the extra point with as many like offensive weapons as the rams have do you think that's something worth trying to adjust to or do you just want to keep trying to tough it out and hope a kicker can figure it out I'm not a huge analytics guy, but I love, I love teams that will go for two. Um, it, and we saw a couple situations last week 
Uh, I know it came back and bit the Texans where they, they tried to go for two to put the game out of reach to make it a nine-point game instead of an eight-point game, and they, they missed it. And so there's all kinds of, well, you shouldn't have got – I think you should go for two more. I'm, and I'm surprised that more teams haven't spent more time trying to perfect that two-yard play. Um, and a team like the Rams that has so many weapons, I, w- I would love to see it. And I'm surprised that a coach has not come to the table and just gone all in on that, especially when your extra points aren't even a given this season uh, like it has been for the Rams. So, yeah, I'd love to see it, but coaches I, I just aren't quite ready to, to make that leap uh, as of yet. I think we might see it more down the road, and it's going to probably be, uh, you know, maybe a young and up-and-coming coach like a Sean McVay was a couple of years ago or an established coach who isn't worried about job security in the least, even though that's basically impossible in the NFL these days outside of Bill Belichick. But I, I do I, I want to see it more, and I would love to see it more uh, from a team like the Rams who had, actually has the weapons to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I you said Belichick, and I just that's who I was immediately thinking of. You got – Cam right there, literally just let him take the snap and fall forward, and he'll he'll convert that thing every time. <laughs> yeah, we we actually did a we used that a few times when Greg Zerline, I believe it was two seasons ago, mm. had a, a a groin injury, and so we were like, you know what? I think Johnny Hecker even came in and kicked. yeah, Cooper Cup was yeah. holding and and Hecker. Was, yeah, I, I mean, we, he made things happen. But to your point, Sean McVay was his second year into coaching the Rams, mm. and. So, you know, what are we going to do? We knew Greg Zerline was going to come back. He was more of a consistent veteran presence. We'll just go for two. And, and, and we did that, and it worked. I mean, we had – it worked really well uh, converting, but maybe we see more of that as we kind of figure out this kicking situation. The numbers, the numbers tell you that you should always go for two, basically. But coaches just aren't, aren't willing yet. I, I think they're just too – they're too worried about the backlash or, okay, what happens if we miss it the first time and then we're – we're fighting to get that point back the whole game. Um, I, I, I'd love to see somebody just jump in all in, you know, both feet and just go for two every, every single time. time. Like we so never yeah, forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we're going to what makes me happy. I, this is an insane story that I watched unfold in front of my eyes last week. Running backs coach Thomas Brown, like is one of the toughest guys on the field. And he's not even playing in the game, although somehow uh, he ruptured his Achilles last week in practice um, and then quietly walked off the field and showed up the next day to practice with a boot on. And I have video of him like helping go through drills and holding up pads as the running backs went through practice. Like nothing, I mean, he had a little scooter with like the wheel on it, put it on the side stood up, boot, and he's having surgery today. It's Tuesday. Um, so I wish him well, but I, I don't know if it makes him even happy, but it, it's crazy. This man was like, yeah, ruptured my Achilles, went to the side, came back with the boot. There's no Football crime. players are tough. They are. They're so tough. Some of those guys I'm sure would try to play with that kind of garbage going on and not get the surgery. But, uh, I mean, it's just another reminder of how – you know, how, how physical this game is and uh, you can't take it for granted. It's too bad, you know, when you lose somebody like that. But, uh, you know, that's why we have people like you at practice and being able to see stuff like that, tell stories like that. It's good. I was like, yo, you good? Like, I'm watching him scoot his way over to his I mean, garden. Ruptured Achilles, yeah. that's, a, that's a year-long recovery. Well, and 
But I guess if you're going to be the leader of men out there, you want to show that nothing's right. there's nothing that can right. hold you back. There's no excuse for you. You better be giving me your all every day. Exactly. Yeah. Cam makers in your rib injury. What's that even about? Yeah. <laughs> Get in there, buddy. I'm over here still standing up. Um, all right. News from around the NFL. Chris, you said it before. It's two a time. Officially named the starter. Um, I'm sure a lot of us are excited to see the young guy get out there. But Matt and I were talking about this before. Does that mean, like, Fitzpatrick needs to shave? Because I actually think he was doing just fine. Like, he was holding it down, wasn't he? Yeah, he was doing great. I mean, they, they were winning. They, they, they'd won three of their last four games. Um, it, it seemed like uh, you know, they're, they're in the playoff race right now. I mean, they, they've made a lot of strides. They, they're one game out of first in the AFC East, and, and the Bills don't look uh, unbeatable. Uh, the Patriots are really struggling. I, I think a lot of people are surprised that the move is made now. I mean, I mean, the reason is because they have a bye week, but I think we were thinking if, you know, if they were sitting on one or two wins, maybe they'd make the switch during this bye week. But uh, I heard from one of our – uh, experts at CBS uh, who said that maybe maybe this is an opportunity for them to, to move Ryan Fitzpatrick to s ship him off somewhere like maybe maybe a, a Dallas looking for a quarterback who's who's playing well they could get something for him mm -hmm. um, but they, they must be seeing a heck of a lot from Tua in practice to make this move because it it's been a long time since uh, the Dolphins have been in any kind of uh, position to make a run at the playoffs this seems like it's the year uh, so they must have a lot of confidence in him. I, I'd be, I'd be disappointed if I was Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I'm not shaving that beard just yet. Not yet. I mean, it, if Tua goes out there, he doesn't play well, and they don't trade Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, things could go back the other way. And we know Tua's had injury issues too, so uh, he might not be able to stay out there. And I, I know you expect, right, teammates always putting on a good face, but Fitzpatrick looked genuinely happy when they put Tua in the game for a bit at the end of their last game against the Niners. Like, you don't see that man smile much through that big old thing he has on his face. And he was like cheering him on. So I was sort of like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> like, again, I'm super excited to see yeah. out there, but didn't seem a reason. I am too. And I think a lot of people are, but I, I think we're just surprised because yeah. I, I don't think we really thought that this was the time given the way Fitzpatrick is playing and that they've won three out of four. And I, I can't imagine that Fitzpatrick thought that, when Tua went out there at the end of the game, that that was basically him taking his job. Um, I'd like to know more details. Maybe this has been in the works um, for forever. You know, there was that video on social media of Tua just sitting on the field after the game. I wonder if, if he's known all along that mm -hmm. he's going to be getting the start, the starting job following the bye week. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. it seems like that, might have to be the case if you're going to give him the ball with uh, Fitzpatrick and the team playing the way they are. Yeah. So, I mean, either way, very like it was a small head scratcher for us. Another, mm -hmm. all, all of you Florida teams making noise this week. Tampa Bay seems to have figured it out, right? Brady looks Brady-esque. I would actually say the defense looks way better than we even talk about because Tom Brady is running the offense. Is Tampa like the team to worry about. We're facing both of these teams this season. Yeah, I was, you know, look going through the NFC today and and trying to pick out, you know, the teams that are the real contenders. And you know, going into the week, I think you would have said Green Bay and everybody else. Right. And then Tampa Bay, you know, makes Aaron Rodgers look stupid. And you know, that's kind of the way the NFL is from week to week. And 
everybody has a bad week. That was a bad week for the Packers, but it, it's hard to it's hard to count out Tom Brady. I know there were some people that were trying to do that after the whole fourth down incident and the loss to the Bears. But if he's got a defense that's going to play like that, uh, yeah, the 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 Bucks will be a contender, no question about it. But I just see. I just see a bunch of question marks with all the teams at the top of the NFC, maybe outside of Seattle. Yeah. I feel like Seattle right now has the best team. And, and after that, you, you've got teams like the Packers and the Saints, but, but there's some holes there. Um, you know, the, obviously the NFC East, I mean, they're going to host a playoff game, but they're not going anywhere. I mean, the Eagles turn it around. I'm not a believer in the Bears. The Vikings have been terrible. Um, I, so that's why I think like the Rams, if they can figure things out on offense and become that 30 points per game team, that they can be a contender. Because outside of Seattle, I just don't see anybody even close to the level of the top teams in the AFC at this point. And which is funny because Seattle, I just looked them up. So I, I don't know if you guys probably saw, but that Sunday night game against the Vikings, they had that game. And then it was like, don't give Seattle the ball. Yeah. Done. Game done. Um, the Cowboys, I think, hung in there. The Dolphins, I mean, were the only yeah. like, like, okay, well, you're playing Seattle. But even that Patriots game, again, it was like the last two minutes. Don't let them hold the ball for anything. Russell Wilson will score on you and figure it out. And it is beyond stressful working for an NFC West team to go, no. <laughs> like, and, and, and you guys – you guys haven't even played them yet this season. Oh, you got two. You got two games coming up. You're yeah. gonna have to face Russell Wilson. I mean, he's he's by far and away the MVP front runner right now, and uh, has won those games for them. But you know, he's the whole team. You know, if, if something happens to him, which he's always managed to stay healthy, but uh, kind of like Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, that's mm -hmm. it. We've seen. Uh, we saw what happened with Dallas. I mean, Dallas was maybe respectable with Dak Prescott. Without him, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, as we've seen. All right, Maddie, you know what time it is. Okay, welcome to Serena's socially distant social segment. Chris, you recently tweeted that you were impressed with how wrong the standard iPhone weather app continues to be. Oh, yes. With a picture of the uh, weather down there. And I'm, you know, probably... <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I didn't want to dox his location, but uh, I guess he put it on Twitter, so I guess it doesn't matter too much. But anyway, uh, now I know in Florida the weather can change when you blink, whereas here we don't necessarily have that issue. But, like, please, just if you would like to vent some frustration or explain the, the buildup that's led to this, this tweet here. Yeah, it, 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 you guys, all, all you need to do is put up, a, you know, a sun – emoji and uh you know 80 degrees and that's how it is every day so i'm sure the iphone app works fine when you're out there in sunny los angeles but when you're anywhere else in the country the weather changes and the iphone app is terrible you know it's the one that it's always front and center every time you get the new phone so it's always the easiest to use so you look at it and i've been guilty of this so many times i, I only look at that and i don't look at you know actual weather forecasts from local meteorologists or the national weather service and it is so far off. I mean, degrees, you know, the, the temperature, the, the temperature sometimes is 10 degrees off. Wow. When it says it's raining, it's not raining out. When it says there, you know, it's, it's a hundred percent chance of rain. There's no rain anywhere close to the area. I, I feel like, I feel like iPhone could do a lot better. You know, the, 
pretty good. Apple's pretty good. You know, pretty good. They could get a good app. I, but this is Bush League, that, the app that they have. And it's been wrong forever. Why do we continue to use it? I mean, I'm blaming myself here, too. Right, but I just, I, it. But it's not just I gotta get over it. the weather apps, weather men, weather women all over the place. There's just no accountability to ever, right. to ever hold the thing I like about The thing I like about the uh, weather men and women meteorologists all over the country is, you know, they give their forecast e each day and they tell you this is how it's going to be. And then the next day, they don't revisit that. Like there's not a, uh, you know, when you're- cold, Freezing cold takes, like we get stuck yeah, with. Yeah, like when you're, when you're watching maybe like a betting show or whatever, you know, we're gonna check the, the, the guy's record against the spread. You know, how, how good has he been in his picks? That doesn't happen with meteorologists. So when he says, you know, somebody says it's gonna snow and it doesn't snow, they just move on. They don't even go back to it. and. I, you know, I worked in local TV for many years and have a lot of friends who are still in local TV. Some of the meteorologists, nobody is worse with criticism than meteorologists. I mean, if you try to call a meteorologist on, <laughs> on being wrong, be prepared to get some major blowback because they do not like that. They hate it. In I'm watching the satellites, man. Leave me alone. Well, <laughs> I can't I mean, predict everything. Why don't you go look at the app? Go look at the iPhone app on your phone if you want something like that. They should have a freezing cold takes. Pun oh, they should. You're right. There should be a weather, a meteorologist freezing cold takes. You're I want right. to. I want to. In fact, I'm every meteorologist from now on, like, oh for yeah. sixteen. <laughs> yes. I mean, let's see how close they are to the the forecasted high, the forecasted low. You know, the precipitation. Let's look at their ten day forecasts. You know how close they come. I would love. There needs to be. There needs to be stats on these meteorologists. There needs to be somebody. I don't know if the Elias Sports Bureau can take that on as well. But there needs to be some stats actually rating how wrong these meteorologists are most of the time. I'm with you. It would be amazing. We should start holding them accountable. Like, yo, I didn't bring my umbrella outside because of you. I didn't prepare for game day the same way because I wasn't watching. You know, what, what, what did Chris Hassel have to say about the Bears heading into the Rams Monday night football game? I would hold you accountable. And we exactly do that. So why are we not and doing that? Listen, and in 2020, no one should be held more accountable than our meteorologists <laughs> and, our, and our weather people. I mean, they should be held accountable and have to face the music. For the few minutes a day we get to go outside, they need to be correct about their, their forecast. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I'm gonna wrap up here. I'm glad we got that all out of the way. We clearly had some pent up um, feelings for weather people. Um, I, last segment is say what? So while the Rams did not get the outcome they hoped for, I will say, leave it to big wit for some hearty optimism. I'm gonna play a quote from him after the game. Nice. That's why there's uh, 16 games and not six. So we got the opportunity for the next 10 weeks to go shoot who we are, and I think we look forward to that. That's why there's 16 games and not six. Yes, that is correct, big wit. So, Chris, are we going all crazy? Are we all tweeting panic, push the button, or can we all just relax and calm down about the Rams moving forward? <laughs> no, I, I think the Rams are in a pretty good spot. You know, I, I think – the, the problem is you're in the hardest division in football and the Cardinals are a legitimate playoff team. 
And so it might come down to, you know, the Rams and Cardinals for that last playoff spot in the NFC, or maybe the Rams and, and 49ers. But the, the good news is, is there, there's extra playoff spots this season. And I think, you know, there's time. Like, like you said, we're, we're only six games in. Four and two. You, you, you know, you keep doing that. You're going to be in the playoffs. No question about it. But the question is, are you, are you a contender like you were two years ago? And I think a lot of that's going to come down to Jared Goff. And, and can he be consistent? Can, can you guys find a kicker who can make an extra point? You know, can Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey get some help on defense? You know, the, the, the pieces are there. Um, but, again, tough schedule, tough division. Um, if I had to guess, I would say the Rams are probably going no, no further than, you know, the first weekend of the playoffs. But who picked them to go to the Super Bowl two years ago? Not many people. You know, and, and a lot of us thought they were going to be really good last year. Didn't happen. So, no, I, I don't think you panic yet. And I think you're far from that. Four and two, not a bad start. Just need to start beating some good teams and, uh, you know, getting over the hump in some of these close games. Not yeah. to forget that there was no preseason. So, some of those things that right. they ironed out during that, they didn't get a chance. I mean, we did play the NFC East, so maybe that is considered a preseason. But <laughs> Are we bringing back the preseason? Because Sean McVay was like, we could skip this whole thing. So I'm like, are we bringing that back? I would hope not. I mean, it's look, it was it, it's it's fun while it's happening. I guess you know you get to see a little bit of football. It's probably good for the guys uh, on the edge of the roster, but it's not real football. It's not a real game. I I, I wouldn't mind if they just went to one game or maybe, maybe two. Four is too much. And I don't think we'll see that. I would guess two or three would be the most, but maybe we won't have it at all. I, I, I don't know. I, it, it'll be interesting moving forward to see. I, I'm sure they'll add at least a game to the regular season. Um, and, well, first of all, we just need to get this COVID thing under control. Uh, until that happens, we can't really plan anything at this point. I'm with you there. Wear your mask, people. Got to keep this under control. But that is it. Another episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll bring you more podcasts throughout the whole season. So if you're craving even more Rams podcasts, we've got a ton. We got Rams Revealed with Jay Belong. We got Rams Iconic with former Rams Marco Farr. And we brought back Between the Horns that is live on YouTube and also wherever you listen to your podcast. So that's it. Chris Hassel, appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us from your car. That's where most people listen to our <laughs> podcast anyway. So this works out well. You're just ahead of Thanks for having me. I'm not driving. I'm just sitting in my car. I'll, you know, I'm, not, I'm not wearing a mask either, but I'm by myself. So by I think I'm being safe enough. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs>